Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey love, welcome to the Selfish Bay Podcast, aka Selfish Talk, hosted by me, Olenike O.C. Selfish Babe is a personal development and women's lifestyle brand dedicated to women learning how to selfishly and authentically love themselves. On this podcast, expect to have your mind expanded, curse words said, and to gain a new perspective about who the fuck you are. Let's get into it. The Selfish Babe Selfish Talk podcast is sponsored by my company, Goddess Detox. Goddess Detox is a holistic wellness company dedicated to providing women with self-love inspired products to physically, spiritually, and emotionally detox. If you are a woman wanting to detox her ex, detox negative emotions, as well as to get more in tune with yourself and your vagina, check out our Goddess Vaginal Detox Pearls, as well as our Queen's Theme and Queen's Throne Combo, which is the in-home vaginal steam set for your convenience. You can find out more information on our products at goddessdetox.org, as well as follow at goddessdetox on Instagram. Tell them Olenike OC sent you. Welcome back, beautiful Selfish Babe. It is your girl, Anika Osi here, bringing you another Selfish Babe, Selfish Talk podcast. And today we're going to be talking about shadow work. And I brought on my good girl here, Jamila, from at the Soulful Baconista. And she's going to be taking, up, take, talking, taking us through shadow work, what that is, and how you can start healing your shadows. Say hey. Hey, how's it going, everyone? It's Jamila Anahata from thesoulfulveganista.com. I'm a social justice activist, a conscious living blogger, and a holistic lifestyle coach in the Baltimore, Maryland area. And basically, my thing is all about shadow work and decolonizing everyone's lives through conscious living. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, for the Selfish Babe listening, if we don't know what shadow work is, how would you describe it? I would say that shadow work is the practice of dealing with your darkness, acknowledging the past pain you have and how it affects your life as an adult. Not only that, but the oppressive systems that are in place that make us insecure. How can we use our darkness for our benefit? Because it's all about learning about ourselves in the end, really. There are different practices for that. You can meditate. You can write down your, um, your feelings. It's basically just looking at your triggers and using them as an opportunity for growth rather than seeing them as a burden. Hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. I like that because, I mean, the more that I'm in like the personal development world, mm. or spiritual world or whatever, a lot of times we do hear the word shadow side or shadow mm. self, or like you had mentioned, doing shadow work. Mm. And a lot of times, sometimes I feel like it's not broken down enough. It's like, it's mentioned, but I don't feel like a lot more people hear about it because sometimes you may get the love and light, everyone, and we always talk about love and light, peace and love, and it's like people are like, well, if you get angry, if you get sad, then those are quote-unquote negative emotions, right? But we don't have to say that. We can just say that there are emotions that we can acknowledge and move through, right, instead of just ignoring them because for me, when we completely ignore or shut something out, it's going to creep back up. 
and we gotta like we gotta work with it. And so when we talk about the shadow side, I feel like it's acknowledging that we have duality. Just like people talk about the yin and yang, it's acknowledging that we're more than just love and light and peace, love and happiness. Like sometimes we can get angry, we can get really sad. Sometimes people are gonna piss us the book off, and when we gotta know why, right? And so um, I think there was an example I had uh, talked about on my Instagram one day, and I think I said I was gonna do a podcast about it, but I never did. And I think I was at a class one day, and oh, I was at a class one day, and um, I was doing really great. I think I was doing a really great job doing something. And then somebody was like, um, she had made this slick remark about what I was doing really good at. And um, I kind of just laughed it off. And what about my business? Laughed it off, what about my business? But on the inside, I was like, bitch. <laughs> because that's just not funny. I'm right. not person that jokes around easily just because like there are some jokes I can take but sometimes if I don't know you like that and you think that that's a joke and you're making fun of me I don't find it funny right and um when I had went home and I had thought about it I was like why did I do that like you know why did I just you know have the, the fake smile and went about my business instead of telling her hey that's not funny because it wasn't a group of, she made a joke in front of a group of people. And so I didn't want to be rude, but I could have literally just not smiled and be like, that wasn't funny. And people would have been like, oh, wow, that was rude, Nessa. But it really wasn't rude. It was actually, that would have been me being more honest with myself and being honest with the other person. And so for me, if I were to look at that, I was able to re-look re at that. And I was actually grateful for that experience. And I said, in that moment, I was like, well, thank you, so-and-so for allowing me to be able to look at this experience different because I could have been mad and upset at her and just been upset with her. Mm -hmm. But for me, when I was able to reflect back and look at the whole situation, I was like, Vanessa, you weren't really being honest. You could have been a lot more honest in that situation and with yourself. Next time that that happens, you're going to be honest. You're not going to smile and laugh it off because you know that shit wasn't funny. You didn't feel it was funny either. And you didn't feel like it was coming from a good place. And so I was really happy to be able to kind of reframe that. And so I think that with, when we look at our shadow side, which I know you're going to go into, is a lot is like reframing and looking back, right? What is the part that actually serves us? Because we had talked about even like looking into our childhood like a lot of times when we talk about our shadow side a lot of times it does stem back into our childhood because some of our pains or our trigger points come back from childhood you know feeling unloved uncared for or unnurtured so thank you so much for explaining like the shadow like what looking at the shadow side is but how do we like actually start to use our our darkness how do we start to look into our darkness Right. So first of all, thank you for sharing that because that is a really good situation to bring up when it comes to looking into our darkness. So in a situation like that, we have to realize that although we have to set boundaries because you were you were well and right about that. It's like, bitch, uh -uh, you're stepping over a boundary right now. You know, that wasn't funny. How dare you say that to me? The thing is, it's great that you acknowledge that. But at the same time, we also have to see that that person's a catalyst for telling us about ourselves. Yeah. Like obviously she was supposed to say that for some reason the universe put that in place for you to realize that trigger point. So maybe when you were, you know, I'm just making an example, maybe when you were like seven, somebody um, demeaned you and made you feel like you never made progress. Maybe somebody made you feel like you were stupid or um, that you were never gonna live up to uh, great academic standards or something like that. Or somebody probably tried to shut, like shoot you down 
whenever you felt um, high about yourself, whenever you felt very confident. You know, things like that happen as, to us very often. Yeah. So when you look at that, when you see that she, what she said, um, poked a jab at you in that in that that's that moment. It's great to next time realize, you know, next time I'm not going to laugh and smile. Next time I'm going to let her know what's up. But at the same time, like when we reflect on our darkness in the moment, we have to realize, um, yeah, this is what hurts. This is why, um, this is what she did. This is why it hurts. This is where it came from. Those are usually like the three points to get there. But what I would like people to do is ask a billion questions. I would even say ask about like 10 to 12, maybe a dozen. I would just say maybe ask a dozen or a couple dozen questions. What did this situation come from? Why does it hurt so bad? Do I actually feel this way about myself? Um, do, has somebody said this to me? Mm-hmm. All those questions will get back to the root of the problem. And then you'll realize it wasn't her, it was you. And it doesn't matter still, once again, boundaries, because that is very real. But when we ask those dozen questions, we will get to that root of the problem. And for the next time somebody like her says something, it might not hurt as much. And you'll learn so much more about yourself. You'll realize, oh, wow, I get really sensitive when people um, make sly remarks about, which anyone really would, to tell you the truth. (laughs) I mean, let's be real here. But um there are people who can take things more than others because they haven't had trauma there. So you're learning about yourself now. You're learning about how your past can, um, can give you advantages now. Now you know um, how you feel about that. Now you know what you can do about that. And now you know how to emotionally react to a situation like that. So when, once again, like you said, I'm not going to smile and laugh. Yeah. I'm going to be more bold in my actions. I'm... Um, I'm not going to let this person overstep my boundary because I'm better than that. I have more confidence than that. I know I did right in my schoolwork and you're not going to tell me that I didn't things like that. So, um, it's really just trying to get to that core center of why that situation bothered you and using that to transmute it into productive energy. What is transmutation? Oh, okay. Yes. So I love transmutation. So (laughs) transmutation is, Um, Usually when you use it for alchemy, it's turning lead into gold. So I don't know if that's actually a typical practice. That's something like from the medieval times or whatever. But when we say this in a metaphysical standpoint, it's literally taking negative energy and um, turning it into productive energy. So that's how that's, that's way easier said than done because like anyone could try to like brush off a negative thought or emotion, which is not healthy, by the way, you have to deal with it, people come on. But it's more like, if we go back to the example that you just had, it's more like seeing, um, how that trigger can help you. So now you know how to speak to others. Now you know not to put other people down. Now you know how to be more sensitive to other people's needs. Um, now you know that you probably want to be more encouraging in an academic environment. Mm. And, um, now you know that regardless of what anybody says, I know I did right. I know I'm great at what I do. I know that I'm going to ace this test. I'm going to ace this exam and can't nobody say anything about it. So it's basically literally using your darkness and using it to your advantage in the sense that not only are you learning about yourself, but you're going to create more productive behaviors in the future, like not actually 
wanting to react harshly or emotionally or lash out in anger at somebody. Yeah, you had mentioned um, asking myself questions, right? So Mm -hmm. can you guide me or guide us to a situation where, hey, I'm understanding a little bit more about shadow work and I actually know that I have some shit to deal with. How do I deal with it? Like, tell me the setting. Tell me what I should be using. If I should be having a notebook or a journal. Because you mentioned have, asking questions, right? So give me an example. If I know that today I have 30 minutes to myself and I want to really actively delve in my shadow work, what am I doing? Take us through that. Okay, cool. So there are many different ways. But if you have 30 minutes to yourself, you know that you're in a quiet environment. I would even say lay flat down on the floor like if anyone's familiar with yoga be in shavasana which is like corpse pose so basically laying flat on your back having your limbs nice and relaxed or toes played out things like that and if not probably even get in a meditative like stance so yeah. probably have your back straight you know crown up to the heavens sits bones evenly on the floor in cross-legged position having your hands just probably relaxed at your on um, your knees making sure that your brow bone is relaxed, that your jaws relax, and that you're doing some deep breathing. So breathing in through the nose for probably about like five seconds and breathing out through the mouth for about 10 seconds and trying your hardest to fill your belly with breath and completely empty your lungs of air every time. So bringing your attention to the breath will automatically kind of slow things down a little bit. It'll help your emotions feel less harsh. It'll help you be more conscious of your thoughts and feel the resistance that you're having in your body and realize where it's coming from. So when you're doing that, um, you can probably visualize the situation, like, oh, this shit happened to me today. Damn, that really, really sucked. So maybe- I was gonna ask you, visualize what situation? So what situations should we be be thinking about? Okay, so how about I say, I had road rage today on my way to the gym. Like I was so angry at the person in front of me because they weren't going fast enough. So maybe I could probably sit down and relax in, in meditation and visualize myself getting angry in the situation and try to analyze why, like um, trying to probably even engaging with the thought while you're meditating. Cause usually I say in meditation, you don't want to engage too much in your thoughts because that will distract you because the goal is to be focused. Um, but in this situation, Um, Being all calm and relaxed will help you get to a better answer without being too um, emotionally attached or um, And you're more absorbed in the present moment when you're meditating So you'll be able to pay attention to your thoughts more like better while you're conscious and looking at everything around you Mm -hmm. You know, obviously if you're meditating you're gonna probably try to close your eyes So when you're visualizing I'm gonna visualize myself in the car honking my horn giving the finger, you know being like all types of wild And I'm going to be like, whoa, was that very necessary? Did I have to um, do all that just because the person in front? Why do I feel like I have to rush right now? Was there somewhere I needed to rush to, even though I was just going to the gym? Yeah. Um, And then I'm going to probably ask a dozen questions to get to that situation. And probably my problem will probably be like, um, because of capitalism or something like that, I feel like I have to produce a lot. I feel like I don't have enough time in the day to keep producing. I feel like I have to constantly put out content, constantly make myself available to people online in order to make money or to make my brand pop in. You know, we always feel like we have to be productive in a way all the time and it makes us tired. So maybe that will be the core center. Like it might not necessarily be a trigger that has I've experienced in my childhood. It could just be traditional social conditioning. um from capitalism so um when i think about that i'm going to visualize that i'm probably going to visualize 
the first time I felt like that's like that situation, the first time I felt like I had to rush in order to be productive. Um, the first time I felt like I had to grind and hustle and not sleep, not eat, not take care of myself in order to be successful. And when I go back to that situation, trying to analyze the root, then I'll see, oh, it isn't my fault. I've yeah. been taught that. Yeah. I have more worth than this. I have more worth than my brand. I have more worth than the money that I make. Yeah. I can relax. I can take a nap. I can take care of myself and still build my brand and be successful. And once I reach that conclusion in a meditative state, I can probably just wake up right then and there. Um, and I also want to recommend, like, even right now, I have, like, an incense going, maybe if you have some binaural beats, just to, like, kind of bring the vibes, just make yourself nice and mellowed out so it can be a comfortable environment. Because social work, I mean, excuse me, shadow work is so uncomfortable, y'all. Like, yeah. it is a very <laughs> uncomfortable thing. Like, people yeah. need to be, they need to understand that being uncomfortable is okay. Once again, yeah. it's, it's an opportunity for growth. So you want to make yourself as comfortable as possible so that you can reach these conclusions and wake up and not feel as tense. Yeah. See it as like a productive, um, a productive conclusion rather than something that made me uncomfortable and that was a burden. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. When you had talked about the road rage example, right? And it ended up not even really like it was road rage and people you, you could be mad on the road, but then you went back to the why of like, well, why was I this angry? And then you went back to, oh, I feel like I have to rush, or I feel like I have to produce, or if I feel like I'm not being productive, then I'm not successful. And mm -hmm. I think that a lot of women can relate to that, especially a lot of selfish babes, they can relate to, well, if I'm not productive, then I'm not successful, then what is my worth really? Am I worth anything? Am I, are people even going to see me as valuable because I'm not productive? And so I think that going from road rage to that being the center core to that being the focus is amazing. Because for me, it shifts the perspective and it's like, yeah, I may have been angry about this and yeah, I may have to actually work on my anger, but maybe I actually just need to rest more. Maybe I actually need to take more time out for myself. Maybe I need to go schedule a massage this week. Maybe I need to get a 30 minute nap in. And you know, maybe that's what the thing is because then when you get those things in and when you're feeling more fulfilled within yourself, then I would just think you are uh, slower to anger. And so even though maybe, maybe the next week somebody has cut you off, but you don't react the same because you feel like you've been taking your care, care of yourself better and you've been allowing yourself to be quote unquote unproductive, which, which is really for me being productive. And whenever you're taking care of yourself, you're being very fucking productive. Oh, you're able to really work better in this, in this world. And that I think is um, you being able to work better in this world is a gift to the world. Mm -hmm. so, which is why with Selfish Babe, I always talk about women selfishly and authentically loving themselves because if women are choosing themselves first and being selfish by choosing themselves first, then they're going to be able to be more whole human beings and therefore be able to give and do better things because they have overflowed their fucking cup. And so I just love that example because it was just like, okay, we can, we can be angry, but then what's the real core of this? Why do I feel like this? And it came to be, well, maybe I'm just not allowing myself to rest much. And that's what I need right now. Then, so one thing I liked about this example of shadow work was that it focused on what you need to do for yourself. For me with shadow work, it's really highly about self-awareness highly highly about self-awareness because even though you're uncomfortable 
like you said, even though you're uncomfortable, you're learning so much about yourself, right? Because there was some times, I think it was last summer, where I may have gotten these feelings of sadness randomly throughout the day. And I would be like, well, why do I feel sad? So I was at home and I would meditate. You know, I would go into meditation similar to what you, you've mentioned. I would go into meditation and I would relax for a bit. And then I would allow myself to feel the emotion. So for me, I think it's very important, especially even with shadow work, to feel the emotion. Don't stray away from the quote-unquote uncomfortable emotions or the quote-unquote negative emotions. They're still emotions. They still have to be acknowledged. They still have to be cleansed out of your body. And so I would meditate, and then I would ask myself, you know, why do I feel like this? Why do I feel sadness in my heart? You know, sometimes I would get an answer. Sometimes I wouldn't. Sometimes I just needed to cry a little, a little bit of tears. Would I really know why? Sometimes no. But for me, it acknowledged that I was feeling those emotions. It acknowledged that I'm releasing something. Because for me, when I'm like, if tears are flowing, I automatically feel like I'm releasing something on an energetic level. And so for me, that's how I kind of worked on my shadow. Like in some aspect last year, I would notice those things. And so for the Selfish Babe listening, um, the meditation example that you gave, I think is wonderful and something that everybody could do. Mm. Um, and there was another, oh, I had another example because you had talked about, um, you had mentioned something, but I want to talk about negative self-talk and how somebody could like use shadow work to work with their negative self-talk because, um, you know, we can go through the day, right? We can go through our day. And again, people would be like joking, but I don't think it should be funny, but people be like, dang, oh, I'm so blah, blah, blah. Or, oh, I'm so blah, blah, blah. Or you could be hanging out with friends and you'd be like, man, I'm just so blah, blah, blah. I can't think of an example right now, but I don't even want to cast that energy upon me. But I'm so blah, blah, blah in a way that's negative about yourself and your friends could be laughing with you. I'm going to be looking at you like, why are you saying that? Yeah. Oh, that's not funny. <laughs> you know, that's not funny. Yeah, that's not funny. So my thing is, how can you use shadow work for negative self-talk? Because we can go through the day and we can say those negative things to ourselves in our mind. How do we use shadow work to help combat that? So first of all, like, I want to go back to what you said when you said like the energies need, like, you know, the emotions are temporary because that's something that we can realize that we're um, talking negatively about ourselves. I don't think that people are really aware that they're talking negatively about themselves in their heads. You know what I mean? Sometimes that's just like the regular dialogue that people have because we, in society, it's almost like you're being humble by talking down about yourself. Yeah. Like, like we, it's, you know, we always like to go too far into the spectrums and too far into extremes. Like yeah. we feel like modesty is the way to be and modesty and humility is great. But yeah. at the same time, we think that that's also infused with talking down about ourselves feeling like shit about ourselves not being as confident but being confident at the same time <laughs> I like what so yeah. like I want to like point out that if we pay attention to those emotions just like what you were saying like you were feeling sad those days we have to realize this might sound real woo woo whatever I don't care but emotions are like energy in motion you know what I mean they're temporary yeah. We have to realize that like whatever emotions we have, it's okay to acknowledge them. We're very valid in the way we feel. Mm -hmm. So if we pay attention to them and sit in them, regardless of the comfort, we'll realize, um, wait a second, there's a root to this pain. So like what you were saying, 
asking yourself when it comes from because our emotions are a um a physiological response to our thoughts mm. so if we try to be more present and more conscious in the moment of how we're thinking and how we're feeling mostly how we're feeling we can tie that negative emotion to how we're thinking about ourselves mm. maybe we're we're thinking too far in the past maybe we're thinking um, about a situation that happened years ago that was so cringy. Like we all have those moments that, like, um, it's three in the morning. We're trying to go to um, in this go to sleep, and something really embarrassing from like five years ago had like um, pops up in our brain, and yeah. we're cringing, knowing that that's not even happening in the moment. That was something that happened way in the past. Yeah. So if we're paying attention to our emotions, we have to pay attention to our thoughts as well. So. Mm -hmm. Once we become more conscious of our thoughts, then we can realize that we're talking negatively about ourselves. Mm -hmm. Because uh, once again, that, that self-awareness isn't there with a lot of people. And I can't blame them because we're all in our, you know, we're on different paths. Yeah. Um, we all, that's not something that we can all do. And it's very uncomfortable for people and they're valid and feeling that way. But if we use shadow work to um, basically ask a bunch of questions to realize, wow, I'm not as confident as I think I am. Do I really think that I'm, I'm like a worthless? Do I really think that I'm, I'm dumb? Do I, am I really internalizing all these messages that I've received from probably my friends, my peers, my teachers? You know, sometimes there, there are things that we absorb from other people that we don't really feel about ourselves. Or there are things that possibly from abuse and trauma from other people we're just mirroring those actions. We're just almost projecting, like using their projections on us and internalizing it, even though the things that people have said to us are projections of their own anger and of their own past. So it like, once again, doing your dozen questions when you're feeling like shit in the moment, yeah. like sitting in your feelings and realizing, wow, I just said something really mean about myself. Why? Yeah. Um, and then you can change those patterns um, by being conscious. So maybe just like, um, I didn't mention this yet, but a lot of what I do with my conscious living, like, and my holistic lifestyle coaching is talking about programming your subconscious mind. Yeah. And because, you know, our minds are programmed and stuff like that, but in programming your subconscious mind, there's um, meditation, there's visualization, there's shadow work, and then there's affirmation. And you know all about affirmations, girl, you know yeah. all about it. <laughs> and when you affirm something, when you're telling yourself something, you're basically changing your mindset. Yeah. You're rewiring your brain to serve you. You're rewiring your brain to um, align with your goals and to align with your desires. And yeah. we all desire to feel good. We all desire to have confidence. We all desire to slay our goals. And we can't, that those things can't happen without a productive mindset. Yes. So. I would say affirmations along with shadow work is, is a really good thing to combat negative self-talk because yeah. once you use the shadow work to get to the root of the problem, you can affirm, oh, no, I'm not stupid. I'm yeah. actually, I'm, I'm intelligent. Yeah. I can do this. I, um, I can communicate my needs to others. I am, I'm strong in everything that I do. Yeah. I wake up and find purpose every day. Things like that. Yeah. I was going to say, um, so I have an example. So let's say like you're the selfish babe out there, right? That, you know, scrolling through social media and then you're like, wow, you see people's accomplishments, right? Because that's what we see. We see a lot of people's accomplishments on social media. And then you're scrolling, scrolling, and then you think, 
man, I can't ever do that. You know, good for her, but I can't, I can't ever do something like that. You know, I right. never. And, you know, we keep on scrolling. And then you're like, if you were working on your shadow work or more self-aware, which I'm affirming that you are, you'd be like, oh, wait, let me backtrack. Why don't I think? So this is, this is, this part is the shadow work, is the asking mm-hmm. questions. So then you will come to yourself and be like, I should just like having a journal, right? Mm-hmm. And then writing that down. Oh, today, you know, maybe you just write it down your daily, like what happened today? Oh, today I was scrolling through social media and I saw so-and-so accomplish this. And I mentally thought, well, I can't do that. I can't accomplish that. And then I'm like, well, why? You know, writing down in your journal, why? Why do I think that I can't accomplish that? Where does that come from? Then mm-hmm. I think that you can write down your, I don't think I can accomplish that because of blah, 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 blah. And then I think another great activity is to put something next to it that says, but no, I can actually accomplish this because of blah, 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 blah. So you're going to put the opposite. You're going to put the opposite of like why you actually believe you can accomplish it. Like what in your being, what can you, what do you want for yourself, right? So let's say you really are at that point where you really don't believe that you can actually fucking accomplish it. Well, what do you want for yourself, right? You would want to believe that you can't accomplish something like this. Why? Because you deserve it. You may not think you deserve it, but you want better for yourself. And so for the Selfish Babe listening, I'm affirming that I know that you all want better for yourself. So it's just like, if you can't believe in that thing right then and there, at least write down the opposite of like, why do you, why do you deserve that? Why do you want that? Why can you accomplish that? Why you want to put down the things that you want. So I want to believe that I can accomplish this because of blah, blah, blah. I want to believe that I can accomplish this because of blah, blah, blah. And you give your reasons. And then when you have your reasons, you have your, I want to believe this, then you can, you make, you can make your, I believe affirmations. So then say, I want to believe that I, I can accomplish this because I am worthy because I want to believe that I'm worthy. Maybe you don't believe it. Right. So then you put, I believe that I'm worthy. That's your affirmation. It's your writing towards something that you want to manifest for yourself. Because if right now you don't have the belief that you can accomplish this goal, like so-and-so did, then what you need is the actual belief. In order to the actual belief that you were just talking about, you have to change your mindset. And so in order to change your mindset, you're going to have to reprogram. And how do you reprogram? Use the affirmation. But you have to write specific affirmations for what you want. And sometimes you don't even know what the fuck you want because you haven't spent no time with yourself. And so just like you mentioned, if you're going to sit with yourself and spend time with yourself, and even if it's just working on shadow work, you get one step closer to saying, wow, I actually need this. This is, this is what I need for myself. I need to start, to start the self-belief that I'm actually worthy of being able to accomplish something like this. Yes. You know, so you want to start thinking about what it is that you actually want. And I think that with shadow work, you're going to be able to figure out your pain points, not only from childhood, but even your everyday pain points that you may not really realize when it comes to the negative self-talk, when it comes to the self-talk, when it comes to the unconfidence that you may have, you know, you want to think about, well, what do I want? I would love to be more confident. I would love to have more positive self-talk. You know, I would love to feel beautiful about myself. So then that's where the affirmations come in because you're actually affirming what it is that you need for yourself in order for you to get to where you want to go to. Because ultimately, then you can be like, wow, next time you see something like that on social media that you may want to accomplish, you can be like, wow, so happy for her. She did that. I can fucking do that too. That's fucking great that I'm able to see another woman 
doing something that I would like to do. Because I, th mm -hmm. I think I've talked about this. I have made like some affirmations on jealousy just as an example, right? Because I feel like jealousy is a natural ass emotion that we yeah. may feel, but sometimes we don't want to um, acknowledge it, right? And so yeah. I have made some affirmations for jealousy. And one of the affirmations was like, oh, wow, I'm so happy for her because if she can do it, then I can do it too, right? So for me, it's just like, we have so many people as examples of success. Like for me, my thought is that success is fucking possible. There's too many fucking examples of success for it to not be possible for me. That's yeah. literally what it is. But then you have people that's on the opposite end of the spectrum where they're like, oh no, that couldn't happen for me. Oh, little old me, no, not from where I'm from. But literally, but literally my mindset is no, there's too many fucking examples of success for this to not work for me. Again, that's a whole mindset shift. So when, with you, when you're talking about your affirmations, it's just like, that's exactly why it's important to say your affirmations. It's, but it's also important for you to have the self-awareness to figure out what you need to affirm for yourself. If you're doing your shadow work, like we're discussing, where you're spending time with yourself and you're digging deep onto some, some things that are your trigger, then you have a lot more clarity. We talk about clarity. You have a lot more clarity on what you need to work on for yourself. So I'm really glad that you gave that example in terms of reconditioning your mind and reframing things because I think that's super, super important. And I think with shadow work and us figuring out like the bad things that we may experience, which is really just the shadow things that want to be acknowledged, how can we use our dark for our good, right? How can we use our shadow work to actually elevate us? Exactly. And it's not going to be by ignoring it. That's exactly. not right. And on top of that, like what you mentioned too, like that defeatist mentality, like a lot of the time when we have that mentality, we feel like we're a victim. Yeah. And although, you know, into, you know, in today's world, we are a victim of many, many things, but it's kind of like, they can't get you up here. You know yeah. what I mean? They can program us all the fuck they want to, but as long as we are conscious of our thoughts, as long as we are always trying to do good for ourselves, living our authentic lives, yeah. using our, um, our affirmations, doing what we need to do to make sure that we are holistically together, then nothing that anyone can say or do can really affect us. Yeah. And um, that sounds, that's, that's way easier said than done. It takes a lot of inner work to get to that point. But the more that we see ourselves as a victim, the more we can't accomplish our goals, the more we're putting a roadblock in our, on our um, path to success because success and abundance is in the air. Okay. Yeah. Like it is not something that you reach. It's something that's all around us. Like that's, that, that's what I like to always tell people like who have um, a lot of fears when it comes to, um, or anxiety when it comes to finances. Yeah. I like to always say, cause you know, we all have our, our financial issues. You know what I mean? I'm not rich, okay? But the thing is money is like in the air. It's yeah. almost as if it, it'll come to us, not when we're ready, but it's almost as if when we're aligned to it. Yeah. And we're not going to align when we're in a, a state of fear. Yeah. And we're in a state of resistance too, because- you're rich? You said what? Can you say that you're rich? I, you, you know what? what am, oh, excuse me. I am rich. I'm a millionaire. Okay? I just want to make sure she backed that up. Okay. I want to make sure she backed that up with like, bitch, I am rich because that's what I'm rich. Wants. So yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Please bleep that out because I am a millionaire. But, um, <laughs> but yes. So once we stop operating from a place of fear and putting roadblocks in our path and realizing that um, whatever we can, whatever we desire is out there 
all we have to do is align with it with our mindset because you know once again our thoughts create our reality realistically if we can be real here your thoughts create your reality and you can manifest it as long as you understand that you is already there you yeah. know what i mean it's you know i want is a really good word to say but at the same time like i have yeah. or i am those are very powerful things to say because that means that you already believe it's here yeah. and if it's here then who's to say it isn't even yeah. if you make one dollar you know what i mean you're still one dollar closer to your goals yes and um that's another thing too when you're talking about jealousy mm -hmm. like a lot of people who are jealous and once again you are so right about that we can't even pretend we don't get jealous or envious of people yeah. <laughs> we see people every day there are people on social media who are gorgeous and who make millions of dollars and who do this and that and we can't help but feel some type of way about ourselves like what am i not doing to get on their level but we have to realize that they are still people these people still struggle like we do these people still shit like we do these people we can't put them on a pedestal just because they have what we want yeah. because we can still get them and we can still be the same person we are today yeah you know it doesn't make them different as people it just means that they stepped into their own power they reclaimed their power regardless of their past traumas regardless of oppressive systems and they're living out their truth and they're living out their desires and we are the audience but we can have it too and all we have to do is be in a state of allowing we have to allow these things to happen and not resist pain not yeah. resist um what we need to do the action steps to take in order to get there because it takes a lot of hard work and uh, unfortunately a lot of people are not willing to do the hard work and be uncomfortable so yeah, that's true mm -hmm. i want to give another example so i thought another example and it was about females having female friends so sometimes mm -hmm. i'll scroll through social media and i'll hear a lot of women say oh well i don't have a lot of female friends or oh i just have a lot of guy friends i don't want to have i don't want to have friends i don't want to be friends with other females and so for example if we were looking at this from a shadow work perspective right mm -hmm. and you notice that wow i really don't have any sisterhood Wow, I really don't have any females around me that I can really depend on, you know, but, but it's something you're realizing, right? Yeah. So then I think it's like, well, what am I saying? Am I the one saying that I don't need female friends? Am I the one saying that I don't fuck with females? I love females. Am I the yeah. one saying that, you know, am I the one when I do have friends, am I actually opening up myself? Am I actually being vulnerable? Am I actually creating real authenticity, authentic connections? Or do I find myself having walls up when I'm around other women? And why do I find myself having walls up when I'm around other women? So I'm giving this example because I see so many women talk about this. And I know a lot of selfish trips can, can um, relate to this. And I want you to work on this if this is you. If you are the woman that has no other woman friends and you are able to realize that, I want you to ask yourself why. Mm -hmm. But if you're open to having more women's friends, I love that. That's great. I think every woman should have some type of sisterhood, whether it's one or two sister friends that you can count on and depend on. Mm -hmm. My thing is your shadow work will be going in into meditation with their journal and asking yourself, well, am I the one doing this? Have I done this? Have I created a wall where when I'm with other women, I'm not being my real self, but I'm with other women. I can't share and be vulnerable. Am I having, am I, if I'm, am I um, open to conversation about myself? Am I open to sharing more about myself? Am I actually actively making plans when I first meet somebody to continue to keep the energy going because I actually want to create a sisterhood? Right. Or am I the one, or am, the, am I the one just, just sitting back 
and looking around and be like, wow, I don't have any female friends and I'm good with that. Deuces. I don't need, I don't need y'all. Because mm-hmm. for me, I think every woman should have some type of woman tribe. It doesn't have to be so many women. It can be one or two. So my thing would be your shadow work would be answering those questions that answering those questions about friendship, women friendships to yourself. And then it will be about changing that. So the next time that you do meet somebody that you think that you could be open to and having a sisterhood with, maybe be a little bit more vulnerable. Maybe share something you normally wouldn't share with her ever. Mm -hmm. Maybe be the first ones to make plans, Mm -hmm. you know, actively seek out those friendships. So now you're actually even making affirmations towards having a sisterhood. But for me, that's a, a, a topic of shadow work because I see that so much on social media. And I'm like, why? Sisterhood's so fucking beautiful if I just open myself to it. And so yeah. I just wanted to make sure before we ended that I wanted to say that example. And I also wanted to ask you, Jamila, I wanted to know what shadow work have you personally done? Like, are you able to give me an example of something that you have worked on through shadow work that has helped you? Oh my God, yes. So just recently, actually, I have been analyzing if I've been the toxic person in my relationships. Mm -hmm. Like I don't have many failed relationships in my life, but I noticed that there have been times where I've ghosted people or I have, um, we didn't leave things on the right foot or something like that. And just recently I seriously sat down and analyzed, was it me? Like did, did the person say something rude to me that made me feel this way or was it me that was taking it a certain type of way that it didn't really have to be like that maybe I was the one who was saying rude things things like that and that kind of opened my way up to making better relationships I've noticed that like I've made very great long-lasting relationships the past year um especially with my sister friends my sister girls like um it feels really good because now I realize you know because society pits women against each other so I realized I'm not in competition with you. Yeah. Um, you are, we, we've gone through similar things. Like you are, you are a reflection of me. We have similar goals. There's, I don't want to be the toxic person here. So I am going to put my wall down. I am going to like not um, try to say things to almost make myself feel better. You know, some people don't really tell you how you are, but you have to kind of analyze it within yourself. Yeah. And that's something that I've definitely been working on. And once again, doing that, going to the root of the problem, probably realizing that in the past, I probably felt a little bit um, insecure around other women, or uh, I have had problems with my mom growing up. I'm not going to lie. We have a great relationship now because I've analyzed if I was a toxic person. So sometimes we have to realize our relationship with our mothers or our grandmothers or our aunties can also be a catalyst for like how we see women and how we see them as competition or anger towards women. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Thank you uh, for sharing yeah. that personal example about Absolutely. Um, seeing if you were the toxic person because, you know, sometimes we don't like to do that. We don't like to look in the mirror and see if, oh, was it really us? Or I love the example of ghosting. I had a whole fucking podcast about being ghosted. And Ooh. if y'all looking for a fucking relationship and love, and y'all can't be ghosting people. No. If you're not interested in somebody, just let them fucking know. Hey, I'm not interested. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Your time will be spent texting somebody else yeah absolutely you want somebody to give you that same respect but there's a whole episode go look in the catalog (laughs) but i thought that was a great example that you actually acknowledge that within yourself that's fucking amazing thank you thank you communication like if you're a friend of mine like a real friend then you know that i am big on fucking communication like Mm -hmm. 
if we texting, we texting. If you forgot, yeah. maybe you forgot. But don't just blow me off for a whole week because that's not going to work. And so, that is a feel good. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah. thank you so much, Jamila. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Is there anything that you want to leave the Selfish Babe listening as well as where people can find out more information about you? Absolutely. So thank you so much for having me on. So you can find me at thesoulfulveganista.com. You can find my holistic lifestyle coaching services under the lifestyle coaching tab. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook. I have my personal page as well as my business page. Um, and I'm also on YouTube now, y'all. I'm trying to make videos and stuff like that. Hell yeah. I do tarot cards. I'm trying to do social justice rants. I'm trying to do spiritual talks and cooking demos and all other fun stuff. So definitely check me out there and, you know, shoot me a DM. If you have any questions on shadow work, I, I definitely got your back. I love it. Is your YouTube the Soulful Veganista too? Yes, y'all. I'm the Soulful Veganista on everything okay. and on Cash App and Venmo. Hint to the <laughs> if you want to drop okay. some dollars, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Add on to my millions, y'all. Add on to my millions. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you so much, beautiful. Thank you. Hey, beautiful. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Selfish Babe Selfish Talk podcast. If you feel like this episode has helped you in any way and you think that it could be impactful to a girl or a woman that you know, definitely send this episode to her. Also, make sure to download our Selfish Babe app to receive self-love inspirational messages throughout your day found in the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store. You can also head over to our website, SelfishBabe.com, to join the community. Follow at SelfishBabes with an S on Instagram. Or you can also follow me on Instagram at OlenyGayOC. I affirm that you have an amazing day. I will connect with you on the next episode. And I love you. Mwah.